And you, you travel 10,000 miles to save my life and leave me to be butchered? I fulfill my vows when I choose to. Which does not include prayer time, meal time, or any time I'm outnumbered six to one? You won like a mule. You are still alive. Enough to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitors, fluxing, crew to stations. Scanning for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the master soundboarder, Powers. Don't worry, Kevin Costner. I can't speak with an English accent either. Also for this discussion of the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, we welcome aboard for the first time an audio and visual creator of books, graphic novels, and podcasts, J.S. Earls. Hey, J.S. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Kevin wanted to do an English accent, but they wouldn't let him. Yeah. Hello, Guff. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And now, well, what about Christian Slayer, though? He didn't have an English. Anyway, we'll get to it later. Yeah, I know. I know. Quick flyby of who we are. Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? What? All right. Sure. Uh, Robin and Marion was released March 11th, 1976. Raised PG, rated PG. Runs an hour and 46 minutes. Directed by Richard Lester. Written by James Goldman. Lead stars being Sean Connery, Audrey Hepburn, and Robert Shaw. The music was composed by John Barry. Uh, Paul. Yes. I think you watched the wrong Robin Hood version again. What? Yeah. You told me to watch the Robin Hood with Sean Connery in it. Doesn't it? Yeah. And also Kevin Costner, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. That one. That could have been brought to my attention yesterday. All right, fine. I'll go back and watch. Good. Do it now. All right. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, was released June 14th, 1991, and runs almost two and a half hours long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how, how Was it that horrible for you, Paul? Are we getting these angsty feelings out now? Continue, please. Oh, all right. It was rated PG-13. It was directed by Kevin Reynolds and written by uh, Penn Desh- Densham. Sorry, Penn, and John Watson, with lead stars being Kevin Costner, Morgan Freeman, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantino. Master Antonio. Master Antonio Banderas and (laughs) Alan Rickman. (laughs) Uh, And the music was composed by Michael Kamen. Are you ready for the box office trivia? I'm ready. Jess, are you ready? Probably not. Okay. I'm still, I think I watched the Disney Robin Hood too. Yeah. What? Dang it! You have oh to go gosh. back and, and rewatch the right one. I actually have to recuse myself from this because in the trivia I saw where this placed. So okay. JS, it's up to you and everyone in chat. I see like Apple Dance just got here. Ashley's here. Everyone, all the all you awesome rewinders are here in chat. Feel free to join in guessing where this placed in the top. However many movies Paul says, so go for it, Paul. All right. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, was made for about $48 million and earned around $390 million at the box office. Whoa. 
Given this fact, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 1991? Ooh, okay. The top 50. Top 50. Jess, where do you think it ranks? I think... I'm sitting there trying to think of, of the different movies and things that came out that mm-hmm. time. I'm going to say, I'm going to say like 12, 12. Okay. Decent. Because, and oh, I, yeah, and, and I, and I, and I will tell you that because the Brian Adams song was used heavily to promote this, it yep. got a lot of extra attention. Absolutely. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Power ballads at their that, finest. That thing was everywhere. I wasn't a big MTV uh, yep. or VH1 watcher, but that thing played ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing oh, yeah. that over and over. I feel like I even saw it on the Disney Channel, too. Uh, I, I, don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, then in chat, Kenneth guesses 42. Star Fox guesses 30. Uh, Apple Dance guesses 37. Uh, D-Tungs guesses 17. Ashley uh, says uh, 7. Let's see. Anyone else? Oh, then Apple Dance changed to 19. Make up your mind, Apple Dance. Um, all right. And then let's see, Paul, where did it actually end up? Well, according to the-numbers.com, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves came in at number three. What? I heard. Yeah, I read we... number two, but okay. <laughs> well, according to the-numbers.com, Terminator number three. 2 is one and Beauty and the Beast came at number two. Terminator 2 is number one. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's confusing. Terminator 2, number one. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm so <laughs> confused. All right. Well, good on you. Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. My goodness. Uh, so I guess, uh, who was closest then to that? I think Ashley did. Oh, did she? What did she say? Seven? Yeah. Seven. I guess so. Yes. She good job. one in the top ten. Good yeah. job, Ashley. Good job. Uh, and thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice is located. Our target film alert alert target located spoilers incoming establishing analysis vector it was a time of tyrants a time when the only way to uphold justice was to break the law a time that made a hero into a legend. Kevin Costner is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, June 14th. June what? Yes. <laughs> you may remember Kevin Costner is Robin Hood. And it was scored with Willow's soundtrack. Wait a second. No, that was just the trailer. But uh, maybe some memories got fuzzy or they're clear so clear. But let's find out what we remembered about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in our memory mind melt synopsis. Robin Hood is helped out of a Turkish prison prison by God played like, jeez, by God played by Lucius Fox. Uh-huh. They then cross over Waterworld to England after dancing with wolves. Wyatt Earp wow, loses his field of dreams to Sheriff Hans Gruber. <laughs> the junk. So the untouchable leader gathers rebels to fight the wielder of Grepthar's hammer. It's Friar Tuck's line as he's feisty and funny. Meanwhile, Sheriff Rickman kills his cousin to show how ruthless he can be. The bodyguard rescues Maid Marian from Professor Snape and gets knighted by James Bond. Wow, that was all sorts of deceptive. I mean, you got some story beats in there, but those characters are way off. 
But based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rain did they lead you to predict for this film before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with JS. What was your prediction for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Uh, like I, 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 I wanted to say classic, mm-hmm. but I, I said nostalgic. Nostalgic for prediction. All right. Uh, Paul, how about you? I remember enjoying this in the theater, so I predicted classic. Classic. And I remember every time I've seen this previously, I've always really enjoyed it. So I also predicted classic. And it'll be interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Let's spin up our... Best bets. And we're going to start with JS. What's one thing you liked about this film? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble for saying this, but I, I will say... Marianne being Robin's equal. Okay. Right. You like that she was uh, her e- she was his equal. Yeah, okay. and I and I don't and like not in the way that they do it nowadays. Okay. Where it's like yeah. she pretty much has to one you know, one up Robin Hood. Yeah. If it, yes, if yes, it was yes. done like nowadays. Mm-hmm. But like at least like before that, and, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about this, is like before this, I mean, this really broke a lot of the tropes yeah. that then other people did like moving forward. So right. even though they didn't do it as well as they should have necessarily, yeah. this was like the bridge uh, in, in, in a way. She she held her own, unlike previous Maid Marians portrayed, was just like a damsel in distress waiting to be right. rescued. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I appreciate that even like uh, like when they're having that moment uh, in the par- the party when they're in the... Well, I don't know what they call their introvert forest, the right. camp, their encampment, whatever. And they're up in the tree talking about different things. And they, I like their just like their back and forth dialogue, just getting to know each other more. It certainly uh, kindles their romance. But it's like she's asking him very good, good questions. He's answering best he can. And I just like I think they yeah, they have a they're certainly uh, intellectually equals and equals in a lot of ways for sure. OK, that's that's great, Jess. Um, Paul was made Marion something you really enjoyed about this film or another character. I, I think, uh, Mary Elizabeth, uh, Antonio Banderas did a master good job. Antonio. Golly. Oh, master Antonio Banderas. Oh Sorry. Um, I think she did fine for the role. Oh, interestingly though, did you know who was, uh, originally cast for her, that role? Uh, I bet you. I bet you I do. It was, I think, if I can find cheater, Imogen Bain, <laughs> who played Sarah. They were they were flip-flopped. She was going to be the, right? Uh, right? No. <laughs> no. Paul, I don't know. It was actually Robin Wright, the Princess Bride oh, herself. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And but, Carrie uh, Elwes oh was going to be yeah, cast as Robin, be Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Men in tights, yeah. Yes. But uh, been... Aaron got pregnant and had to back out. You mean so Robin then... got pregnant? Sorry, yes. Now you got me all confused. Yeah, Robin Wright got pregnant, had to back out, and then mar- they got married to replace her. So, gotcha. Just a little fun bit for you. Yes. Uh, something that I liked was the story. Oh, uh, yeah. Just the the you know the age old story of Robin Hood, but just uh, brought together and retold in a fun, fresh way mm-hmm. uh, for that time. I thought uh, they did a good job. And uh, one of the producers actually said he had the idea for a few years. Um, he wanted to do Robin Hood, in, in his words, Robin Hood a la Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, so I could see he that. He wanted right. a fresh adventure take on it rather than Men in Tights. Not the comedy, but actually, like, you know, as it pr- was portrayed before, yeah, like yeah. the Errol Flynn days where they were mm-hmm. in tights and stuff. Yeah. But to bring more realism to it, to the story. 
And I, I thought feel, they did a good job with that. Absolutely. And I think they really captured a lot of that adventurous feel with the score by Michael Kamen. Mm-hmm. I just, it's so hummable. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's so great. Of course, now as I'm singing, as I'm thinking of it, all I can think of is Willow. So, <laughs> which is really frustrating because I was humming this just earlier today. Well, they use it in all sorts of like award ceremonies. And- yeah. And more in Creek used it for their for their theme. Yes. And yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they they made this. They produced this movie, so they are like, "Hey, this is mine now." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, more... they probably signed a waiver at the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. In perpetuity. <laughs> um, you is... are mine now. You belong to me. Exactly. <laughs> is Morgan Creek a Disney company? Like Buena no. Vista or uh, I forget the name. Some. I always thought it was like Morgan Freeman's company. <laughs> <Yeah>. Morgan, <laughs> no, but that's just a coincidence. Uh, I forget okay. the name of the man behind it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay. Uh, so I re- so we got Maid Marian. We got the story. We got the music. Let's go back to you, JS. What's something else you enjoyed about this film? Yeah, I did like the um, like um, I liked uh, their, their Friar Tuck version. Yeah, where he's. Because he's been he he's been kind of somewhat in different things. He's been like either kind of serious or he's been uh, very funny. And this one was kind of like a mix of of both, mm-hmm, which I yeah. thought was good. It kind of gave him, and especially even at the end when he uh, confronts the 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 guy that's in the, the bishop or something. Yeah, I forget the bishop exactly. or whatever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean it gave him. So he's not just a joke character. Mm-hmm. I mean he actually. Gave some serious fa- tones. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I thought he was a good, he's a good, uh, I don't even know his name, but I, Michael, I like Michael McShane. Michael McShane. Yeah. 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 He did great. Do you Interestingly, know what? Oh, go ahead. I, I have say, a fun tip about it or a fun fact about him. But so, I have so a fun ahead. fact that's not related to this movie about him, but <laughs> do you know what, okay. what uh, anime he's in that we've covered on this podcast, Paul? Oh my gosh. He's in a lot of things. Uh, Tars? No, wait. Anime. Tarzan, the ant, what? Anime, not animated anime. movie, an anime. Because, uh, in, oh, since I said Tarzan, the mm-hmm. guy who plays, uh, uh, Kevin Costner's dad, Brian Blessed, he plays Clayton, the main villain of Tarzan. Oh, he does really? The voice of him. Oh, crazy. So okay. I thought maybe that was a connection that no. they had going. Um, anime, I don't know. Um, uh, Canada, Canada, uh, Akira, In, Akira, no. Akira. <laughs> Do you happen to know JS? No worries if you don't, because that's this is like a really. If it's an anime, cut. I usually don't watch the dub. I watch the Japanese version, so right. I don't. Good for you, Paul. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. It is he played uh, D's hand in Vampire and D Bloodlust. Oh uh, yeah, who's the voice for him? Uh, All right. So fun fact about Mike Machine. Yes. Mick, Mick, Anyway, he he lives in in uh, the U.S. mostly, but he tried out for the uh, the casting, tried out for the part in L.A., mm. and they they passed on it. But he's also well known in the U.K. for being whose line is it anyway? Oh, really? So okay. he went over to the U.K., did some whose line, and then he tried again for their casting out there and he got the role out oh, there really oh my gosh that's craziness so if at first you don't succeed <laughs> go to another country and try again <laughs> wow okay so yeah I, I i really appreciate his character as well um yeah, he did a good job yeah the, another character that i or an actor that i thought did a 
great job was Morgan Freeman. I just loved his like no yeah. nonsense humor. Like he played the straight man really well. He's also like had a lot more going. Like he brought so much history to his character that you mm, never right. find out about. But there's just so much backstory that I could just imagine he's having go on in his head. That's bring, he's bringing yeah. to it, and you really get that sense for that. And I I shouldn't be surprised with Morgan Freeman playing. Well, Z, but, but at the same yeah, but at the same time too that that's where like people just don't where people don't know but like before that mm -hmm. he had never really had roles like that oh really like okay he, you still yeah, assume like he that had, looking back yeah, yeah he, okay yeah right. he hadn't really done like ethnic roles and like other things well, like that well he did that. driving miss daisy right before that's pretty ethnic <laughs> right yeah that's, no. yeah that's pretty much set for that yeah but not like foreign you know, you know, like the in like another country or, or mm -hmm. something like that, but where and where he's like where it's really ingrained in his in his character oh, and his religious beliefs yeah. And, yeah. And, and all that stuff, like culturally. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously it's still cultural right. in, in driving Miss Daisy. Previously, but yeah, but, like an electric company, he was an American. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was very, and that's the thing. I mean, he had had a lot of really good roles, but they had all been very American. Right. And yeah. this is this was like one of the the roles that really for him wasn't like big big because mm -hmm. he wasn't, you know, he wasn't like the main star or anything, but it was but he just brings such gravitas with Absolutely. you know to every role that yes. he that he does. But and this was like again, one of those things where it's kind of like a bridge to what you know how much he would branch out and everything in the future absolutely yeah that's a good point i never really thought about that but um i stumbled across that when i was when i was reading through things oh, okay. too, that, that it was like yeah when it said that this was the first time a lot of audiences had really seen him like playing a character in another country with mm -hmm. different you know very non-american yeah, right? yeah yeah and i think he did a fantastic job he was yeah. totally believable as the character of Zim. um Paul, was there a character, another character you really gravitated to or some other element yeah, of this film you liked? For my next like, I just put the the cast. I thought it was well-rounded <laughs> all around. Mm -hmm. um, so just to echo what you guys said. And um, oh, there's a fun little fact about Sean Connery. His, his appearance in this, the, the, uh, the studio at the time, which was Warner Brothers, they had somebody else in mind. I don't know who. But the producer. Yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the producer really wanted Sean Connery, but the, the studio said no. Are you talking about for so, the? I think they want him for his dad, right? The role of his dad. No, to play the king. Oh, Richard, they did. At the end. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They did. They did actually. There is something about that where they were actually considering him for the dad at one point instead of Brian. And Bless, they were like. But they were like that's gonna be <laughs> that's he's too big of a heavy hitter to, to, to play his dad oh i did well in the commentary that i heard from the producers they didn't mention that what they did mention is that they really wanted him at least for that for the right. king at the uh -huh. end mm -hmm. and right. even the the studio was against that they said oh, wow. We're not, yeah. we have somebody else in mind so yeah. he he uh, aggressively went after sean connery's um agent, agent? Mm -hmm. yeah and said, look, look, you're not going to get paid. The studio won't get any money. Uh, won't give me any money to pay you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I remember and it's this just now. a day thing. And he happened to be like going visiting from the Pope. He had one day in England on his way to back to the U.S. Oh, wow. And, and they, they got in touch with Sean and he's like, look, 
I can't pay anything, but I think it'll be a good cinematic history moment. Yeah. And Sean was like, all right. And so- <laughs> but, but somebody did, I, and I don't know where it came from. They actually um, sent uh, sent money to like a, right. a charity. Or, yeah. Or something yeah, in so, Scotland that was related to. Oh, right. Really? Oh, yeah. Cool. So they, yeah. he did, there was like a base fee, like they pay any actors like yeah. this, the, and they and Sean wouldn't accept it, and he said, "Give the money to some uh, universities uh, it, yeah. that he that he supported in that area." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, awesome. Good on you, Sean. May you yes. rest in peace. Wait, he died, didn't he? What? Pretty sure. When did Sean Connery die? Sean Connery death. Every, Is that uh, even possible? October thirty first at the age of ninety. What year? Twenty twenty. What? On Halloween Day in 2020? Well, BBB, BBC says October 31st, 2020. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I think I even posted about it if you check our logs. But anyway. Wow. Yeah, he died at the age of 90. Okay. Craziness. Okay, well... Thanks for bringing this down, Paul, with your facts. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, he died at night. Okay. Well, good on him uh, for making it that long. Yeah. So I like that about (laughs) (laughs) Shapers. Wow. Well, you know what? Let's just keep this going, rolling this whole idea, talking about the cast and stuff, rolling into classic makers. And I'll I'll, I'll just start off with, for me, um, again, a cast choice for this film, Alan Rickman. I, I, here's my, my favorite thing about this film. And it's the because, spoon, not the spoon. Well, yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. He did great at improvising. And I think what, what he was able to do was he brought so much likability and dislikability right. to the same character. I mean, it's right. amazing how I enjoyed every, every second he was on screen. I enjoyed it, but I also was happy when he died. It was, it was this weird dichotomy, <laughs> right. which you, I think you rarely find. So that was yeah. my classic maker. Jazz, what was your favorite thing about watching uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves this time? Um, oh, man. Well, while you're thinking about that, I have a little wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this going to be about Alan Rickman? Yeah. Okay. So um, he actually, they they reached out to him to do, they had him in mind for the sheriff, and he turned it down twice. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until he learned, he was a Whose Line Is It Anyway fan. And he l- learned that Mike Mich- McShane, uh, or whatever McShane. his name is, Mike McShane, yeah. sorry, Mike, was attached and Morgan Freeman and all these people were starting to get more and more attached. He said, fine, I'll do it if you let free the reins. Basically, let me do what I want with the character. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so third time was a charm. We yeah. got Alan Rickman. So you had to go to another country and you have to try it- three times. Yeah, turn that's him what down we learned. twice. Okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> wow. Okay, Jazz. What was your favorite thing? Um. Yeah, and I will. I. I. I will add to that mm. that. Uh, that Alan Rickman too. I don't know if he. I don't know if Paul stumbled across this too, but it's. It was interesting. Like he was re- really good friends with some uh, screenwriters and different people. Oh, cool. And um, he he hated a lot of the lines that they wrote for him. Oh. Thought they were pretty lame. Uh-huh. So he actually had his friends like rewrite oh, some of the stuff that's awesome. and um and and kind of give it more of the wide ranging of the funny and also kind of evil you know kind of give that and, and just yeah. really kind of spice it up some oh and, uh, sweet. so he had 
yeah, he had them do that. And I, and I think those, those guys were also like very high respect and everything. And of they course. were like, yeah. okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Which is really weird too, with like Hollywood, with the way that they do crediting for writers is like just ridiculous because there's so many people that write on things mm-hmm. and, and, and do different uh, specific things yeah. um, that Punch never get credit, but they get stuff. paid. Yeah. But yeah, they'll, but they'll, they'll, they'll do stuff like that. And I guess I will bring this up now. I don't huh? know if Francisco wanted me to bring it up later. No, go for but, it. But, um, but I did a comic um, called Robin Sisterhood. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Years and years ago, um, with an Argentina, uh, Argentinian artist, and um, it's it's kind of like a futuristic, apocalyptic version. Uh, and then they kind of take on the the guy who's who's kind of like I don't know, was like the leader in the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it, he he takes on and they and they start kind of really getting in, into the whole like mythos of like robin hood and all this stuff oh, cool. so all these different characters and people in it are named after all these different characters like, there's a girl named scarlet and there's a girl and they are just all these other like roles uh-huh. um and in it we have like gigantic um trees that's like that's uh that are like just like and like nottingham is on top of oh, like really? this huge tree and okay. everything. like we just did really wild stuff but anyways the artist is also a really big film buff, uh-huh. really knows a lot about cinematography and everything. And he would go to a lot of the film festivals there. And right after we finished the comic, mm-hmm. um, he saw Alan Rickman in Argentina oh, wow. and what? brought him the comic and said, we loved, we loved you as the sheriff. Um, and he's like, and he's like, I just wanted to like show you this, that, um, you know, that we had made this and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he was like showing him and he was like going through and he was like laughing. He's like, Oh my gosh, like I love this. Like I love like Aww. just all of the that's awesome. kind of like the lore that we walked in worked into it and then all just the sci-fi and oh, and, cool. and all these other like elements and like he but just to actually have kind of like the uh the approval, approval of like yes. uh, yeah, it was like and I think he even um took a copy. I think he made oh, it oh cool kind of a rough like copy of all the pages mm-hmm. and and uh he was like yeah i'll take it it's like i love it and everything oh, so wow. it was like that was like that was like really cool that um, is totally cool wow but yeah that would that was a that was a really yeah, just having that and it's one of those things where he kind of yeah the artist I, I think that was one of the times where he actually called me up from mm-hmm. argentina and was like dude alan rickman likes oh, our wow. comic He's that's like, so, so cool wow it's it's it pretty cool but yeah i absolutely love um his stuff and I, I liked, and it's funny that you brought up the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing mm-hmm. because um, I think I had said in something to like Francisco that um, in a lot of ways it reminded me of some of like the classic Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. um, just the the wide ranging balance and the wide range of characters and yeah. everything just felt like that. But yeah, as soon as you said the um, Raiders, it definitely kind of gives me um, some of those vibes. Absolutely, definitely more like the the first and the third one, I guess, than any of the other. Yeah. Oh, no, this is stuff, totally but. Temple of Doom, like hardcore yeah. Temple of Doom right now. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah, you're where they're pulling the heart out. Yeah. When you're with well, that witch, they, cutting her arm. Oh, yeah. Totally Temple of Doom. The extended <laughs> edition is more Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, you know, I did not get to watch, um, although I actually did buy it because I think I could get it for like $4 or something. Oh, nice. The, the extended edition. Uh-huh. And, um, but I wanted to see it because they said that, because uh, one of the things they did was they felt like Alan Mickman was um, upstaging um, not just Kevin Costner, but like everybody else. So they cut a lot of his, either they cut him short or they cut some of his scenes. From oh, the really? Movie. OK. And I think that a lot of his <clears throat> his extra stuff made it back into the ex- 
extended edition. So okay. I am actually interested. Yeah, to I'd watch like that. to see. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. And it sounded like it would be it, that it gave it more of a kind of darker tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because of all that stuff, yeah. and that's one reason why they did cut it. Which, which I get when you're trying to get that that big of a a, a wide audience, and yeah, obviously right. it was successful for three hundred million. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. And and yeah. I, I will say I, I didn't mention this, but I felt like Kim Costner was very charismatic in the role of Robin Hood. I thought he he did a great job himself. I just, it, he wasn't quite my classmaker. <laughs> Ellen Rickman sort of. I, did, I didn't feel like he right. upstaged him, but for what he did as a villain, I thought was great. But yeah, Jazz, what resonated with you the most in this film that you liked like the most about? Um, oh, man, I I I, I mean just. Oh, <sighs> I mean, honestly, just like overall, because I had seen so many um, like other versions of of Robin mm-hmm. Hood, and yes, actually, I I loved <clears throat> the Disney version of of uh-huh. Robin Hood too. Uh, but but a lot of the other but a lot of the other stuff, I really uh, a lot of the other versions. I mean, they were just so far one way or the other, yeah. and um, it was just like you know, Robin Hood men in tights, or mm-hmm. it was. You know, and, and honestly, like even like Robin Hood, and this is something we haven't really said, but a lot of times like he was uh, kind of over the top yes. in a lot of the older movies mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. very, flan- you know, flamboyant and, yes. and all this other stuff. And that was one of the things I liked about um, even though I wish they had let him do the accent, uh, which they said they thought would be distracting. And I'm like, I guess if you're only thinking about American audiences, yeah, which I mean, back then that's what Hollywood did. They only thought about I mean, yeah, American audiences. Yeah. But uh, but I think I think I don't know. Like to, to me, that would have made, given it more of like an epic feel. Absolutely, like yeah. They actually had had let him do that, but they, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. They're, Hollywood people are are weird, anyways. Yeah. But I just really, I, I I really liked that it broke a lot of the tropes and stuff that were around mm-hmm. Robin Hood without going to the extreme of we're just going to do the absolute opposite mm-hmm. of all that absolutely which uh, which a lot of times things will do and just to have that kind of self-control of the way that you're you're kind of rephrasing and 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 doing this and i thought yeah i mean and i generally i like more intense darker stuff sure um when like i like really being moved and hit in the gut yeah, and stuff yeah. like that when Ouch. i see movies and, <laughs> and tv shows um which which, which I'm not really not that I don't want to get off on a distraction here, but I'm really not thrilled about the light and bright way they're talking about doing the new Daredevil series with Daredevil uh, um, on Disney. I'm like, mm-hmm. he works because he's dark. I mean, that's that's yeah. what you know. It's just, Hell's Kitchen. I don't know. Yeah. Let's let's bring him to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, well, just because there is so much behind it, and so many other versions of Robin Hood at that time mm-hmm. that were especially so different too that we didn't really have anything any real serious version of robin Hood. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, awesome and okay. i would like to like one of the other robin i don't know if you guys do mm. um if you guys saw the the more recent robin hood movies but I, like i think they i don't know oh, i haven't really seen get into them as much i think this might be the most recent russell russell crow, crow don't waste your time. the most recent yeah. robin hood movie i've seen i saw like a one like half an episode of the bbc series of robin yeah, hood yeah but i i never really uh, the my sister likes that but i was like oh, i mean it's okay oh, okay, and, uh, okay. At, what's his name edgerton um yeah 
The one with the Jamie Foxx. I thought it was good, and uh, but it had potential to be better. I liked it, but mm-hmm. um, it, there yeah. were some things that were there were some things that were great, like the whole like, well, why do they call it Robin Hood? Like, what's I thought they did a great job with that, mm-hmm. and there are some other things I thought they did a good job, but other parts of it could have used help. In my that's mind. why. That's why. I, that's why I really I was like, is this classic? Because this is about like the best version we've had well i guess we'll find that out soon but we need to find out what paul thinks is the most classic about this film what's your classic maker paul well for me robin hood prince of thieves the best thing about it is the score by um, ah okay uh, michael Kamen. um i have the the opening theme that uh that's on my playlist. Unfortunately, the the CD that I, I got it from, it's coupled with Escaping from the Prison. So I kind of stop it like halfway in between that one track. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, but like the Maid Marian theme, what's interesting about that, um, that's a, a melody that was, it's actually a couple hundred years old. That simple really? melody. Really? Oh, wow. That he took and yeah. he like uh, really infused the orchestra into it and kind of like made it his own, Michael uh, uh, Kamen did. Mm-hmm. And then taking that orchestra piece, he handed that off to Brian Adams. And Brian Adams made oh. the theme song from that. So okay. Oh, I like, was going to say, I thought it was yeah, from yeah, Brian yeah. Adams' theme song. So that he took a lot about. of people okay. think that. A lot of people thought, oh, Brian Adams right. wrote that, that music and they incorporated yeah. it into the score because they thought it was so good. It's actually the opposite. So oh, it's actually wow. a couple hundred years old. That time, but so, Craziness. Yeah, it's still a good theme. It and is. he's related to the Cayman writers, right? Um, Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. And then the Power Rangers... Took up the took up the mantle after that. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> anyway, okay. So that was your favorite thing, Paul. Yeah. I think it's time to talk about maybe the things we didn't like so much, though. Yeah. Um, ex- oh, sorry, guys. There's something really important. I need one more thing. I like that I, I neglected. Yes, that I neglected to say, and that is the cell cast. The Cellcast, hosted by Jacob and Drew, review animated movies and TV shows, discussing what they appreciate about the medium in whatever form it takes, whether it is traditional hand-drawn animated movies, claymation shorts, or a 3D CGI series. Check out some animated reviews when you subscribe to The Cellcast at thecellcast.podbean.com. And don't forget, Cell is spelled C-E-L at thecellcast.podbean.com. That's great, Francisco, and so is the Cellcast, but what do they have to do with Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, live action? It's like them reviewing, like, Tron Legacy or something. What does they that have to do with Cell? They did review Tron Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> they just reviewed it last night. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> uh, no, not C-E-L-L, Apple Dance. C-E-L, one Oh, like Robin Hood at the beginning was held in a cell. But, oh, but not that cell. No, right. no, not that cell. So the reason the cell cast is like it is because you got uh, Drew and Jacob, two guys that yeah. are like uh, thick as thieves, you might say, oh. in animation. And uh, 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 uh-huh. Robin Hood and Azim are are become thieves in this because they steal from the sheriff of, uh-huh. of, I was about to say Ryanham, of Nineham. Yeah. Because they're thick as thieves. <laughs> <laughs> So so that's how it's connected, Paul. Is uh-huh. that good? Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. 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 Forget that. How about some trivia? 
about yes. a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Would you prefer yes. that? Much okay. better. Thank you. All right. Did you all realize that uh, most of the songs the characters, and Paul, I actually spoke, spoke to this a second ago, mm-hmm. most of the songs the characters sing and hum within this movie are actual medieval melodies. Uh, for example, the song Friar Tuck uh, sings uh, when he's when you're introduced to his character is set to the tune of a song called uh, Baca uh, Bene Venus. Yeah, totally mispronounced that. Uh, from the 13th century Codex Burinus. So my question to you all is, what song or tune does your mind sort of default to singing or humming whenever you're feeling, you know, whenever you're absentmindedly just humming something? Is there a song or tune that your mind sort of defaults to? Uh, let's start with Paul. Um, usually it's like a song I heard three days ago, whatever that was. So... <laughs> Um, but if I had to pick one, one of that's more consistently in my head than others, I don't know off the top of my head. Maybe um, what would you do with the drunken sailor? Oh, that, really? Okay. Yeah. Dun, what dun, would dun, you do with the drunken dun, sailor? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. That's yeah, I can see that. Nice. nice. Tune. Nice yeah, little yeah. ditty. How about you, Jess? Um, yeah, I I would say some of it has to do with what I've heard recently, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, also. I was in a Christian rock band for 10 years oh, and awesome. I've also done some professional music. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of times, depending upon my mood, it will, it will, it will bring back like one of those tunes or something that I created or was involved with. Yes. And, um, that totally makes sense. And, and, uh, and, and did that, that it just kind of, yeah. So I'll end up like doing that and thinking those things. Um, and like, you know, it, and, it, and it really just depends because like my uh, my son and I, there's this one song that I that I and it's like a it was like kind of like a really cool but like drum heavy uh, worship song thing. Mm-hmm. But I actually got the rhythm from our windshield wipers. <laughs> really? Were, were oh, my gosh. So yeah. Every time and they it's, come on, but, it's that song. Yeah, it's head. like, yeah, it's like it'll take me. It'll take me back to that. But it's, and it's funny because my son was like the same and he's a drummer. Uh-huh. And so we were like. But it just had really cool. It was like, like, and I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? And then kind of started like humming melodies and stuff with it. So does the song speed up and slow down depending on what setting you have your windshield wiper on? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's that's exactly true. And did you have to pay royalties to GM for that? For that? No, no, because we 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 tune it different, so Ah, it's slightly different. They auto tune key and as. As long as you do the like the thirty three percent change, then it's enough for you oh, to own perfect. it. Oh, perfect. Okay, so, fantastic. Yeah, you know. Oh my god, GM couldn't handle their lawyers. Here in the uh, chat, <laughs> yeah. we had some responses that are interesting. Um, uh, Canthan says, "Gone with the wind." I don't even think I, I've never seen "Gone with the Wind," so uh, I have no idea how the music goes. Um, Detung says, "Right now, think of Jurassic Park theme, but that's not typical. It's more for him. He's, I think, he's saying." Uh, Robin Hood theme in Dress Park. Okay. Uh, for me, it's actually yeah. the Spark Mandrill stage from Mega Man X. Dun, 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 uh, were you stuck on that stage a lot? No, it's just really good, oh, Paul. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd hate that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- All the trauma exactly. coming That's, back. No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. All right. Great trivia, Francisco. Thank you, Paul. And now that we've all had some trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Indeed. 
Uh, first from locals, Kenneth says, saw on VHS back in the day. Just having Kevin Costner in it makes it nostalgic. Okay, he brought up the VHS, and I wanted to bring this up earlier. Oh, um, in the VHS during the credits, the Brian Adams theme uh, music video plays during the credits, and right. I, I, I'm almost, I'm like ninety percent sure I could be, um, mistaken, but I th- thought I remember in the theater singing, yeah, singing the Brian. I think Adams, you're right. Uh, yep. Music video during the credits and thinking, wow, it's played everywhere, and and if people yeah. are going to see it, even when they go to the movies. So, but in all the iterations now, it that it still plays, but it's just white text on black background, no music video. And in fact, the yeah. um, so they actually had the music video in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The credits yeah. going over it <clears throat> while, while you know while the song is playing, you can still hear it. Mm-hmm. But all the iterations now, whether it's streaming on video, um, it's just white text on the black background, no no uh, video with it. Uh-huh. And I and I was just wondering it what was I trying to what yeah, so I wonder if there's like a rights issue because like uh, Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Even too. with the distribution, like the uh, the special features on the Blu-ray, it comes with the music video, but it's not the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves version with them singing in the forest. It's Brian Adams in a concert with all the people around singing. And like even on YouTube, the video yeah. has like four hundred plus million views but it's not the what we saw over and over at nauseam mm-hmm. like right. it's just <laughs> right so uh, it's really weird yeah but i think that makes sense that it's a rights issue so for sure. it's weird but anyway so facebook anyway. on to facebook and and what you are rad rewinders had uh, what you guys remembered uh drew dodgen said quote we're men we're men in tights we run around the forest looking for wait wrong movie Wow, Drew. Uh, Stanley Wright says, Brian Adams. Just kidding. Uh, a great a great remake of Disney Robin Hood. Wow. I don't think it's meant to be that. <laughs> no, that's why he has the laughing emoji behind it. Uh, Kevin Joshua Burnham says, Alan Rickman's performance is, is the only reason to watch this movie. Other than that, this movie was advertised to death everywhere. Billboards, cereal boxes, kids' toys, video games, you name it. It was there. The only way to tell the separate... the the only way to tell the separate the audience uh, to tell the separate audiences between the U- American or UK version was the Prince of Thieves add-on title. Both of them are mediocre now. Interesting. I didn't realize Prince of Thieves was added on to the title. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, James Felix says, "Why a spoon, cousin? Why not an axe? Or because it's dull, you twit it will hurt more." Adam Cooling says, "I remember Collins." Adam Collins. Sorry, Adam Coolings. You have to go to the back of the line. Adam Collings says, I remember it was a huge deal. I liked it. Oh, I'll tell you what I really remember the most is that cool Sean Connery cameo at the end. Yes, indeed. Uh, John Haru says, seen in the theaters. That's what you remember. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Becky Williams says, quote, no blades, no bows. Leave your weapons here. Patrick Edwards also in kind says, no blades, no bows, leave your weapons here. Quote this line to myself almost every time I go through a security checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if you came across a security yeah. checkpoint and they were doing that. Kristen Rich Victor says, quote, there once was a prince from Nottingham who tried to cross the river. What a dope. He tripped on a rope. Now look at him shiver. Uh, pray for mercy, rich man. Uh, Dustin Warford says, 
You, you know it's true. Everything I do, I do it for you. There's no... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wardo White says, I remember having wild times watching this in theaters. Classic Maker, Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. Tragic Maker, it's a teeter-totter between the sheriff trying to force himself on Maid Marian or the sight of, or the sight or sense of Morgan Freeman's character is like kryptonite to the witch. They hmm. tried to make it a comical thing, but I don't think it was funny either way. They were eye, they were eye rollers for me. Hmm. All right. Uh, Philip Hurd says, thought it was amazing back in the day, and the last time I revisited the film, it was still good, just not great. Aaron Wallace says, Alan Rickman is a legend in this film. Uh, Michael Fraley says, I remember the last time I started watching this movie, my wife came home in the middle of the film, looked at the screen and said, Why? Followed by, followed by soon after, uh, can we please turn on something else? I never got another, I never got around to finishing the movie. I can't say I'm sad about it. Oh. And then, <laughs> right? And then here, live in chat, uh, D. Tungsten says, I remember the Brian Adams music being annoying, but I got used to it. All right. Uh, let's see. Kevin says, I don't recall that on the VHS. I don't own this movie. All right. You already gave us a memory, Ken. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you oh, but he also remembered Blockbuster Rental. This was after my third born came. So we were not in the theaters. Ah, uh, that's fair. Um, yeah. D. Tungsten also remembers seeing the movie back in the day, not in the theater. And don't remember the credits being over the music video. Uh, I remember hating on the advertising of the movie and begrudgingly watching it, watching it and liking it. Uh, okay. One memory a person, guys. Come on now. All right. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for sharing your memories. And uh, I feel like Michael Fraley's comment sort of leads us into things we don't like about the movie. What would cause us to turn it off halfway through? So let's get into our... Worst clothes. Yeah, those worst woe things we don't like about this film. And I'll kick things off. And that's with... <laughs> Dang it, Paul, every time. <laughs> um, and th this maybe I'm giving too much credit to uh, Robin Hood, Kevin Costner, Robin Bloxley, his character in, in this version of the film. But Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Why, why is it... Um, they they do all this planning because they it'll all these hurt more swords, all these bows and arrows. They do a great montage of them, like getting upskilled and leveling up all the woodsmen, everything. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they do all that planning and they have, they use fire arrows themselves. You'd think they'd think, okay, maybe if they find us, they'll bring fire arrows. Maybe we should have a fallback position, maybe in a cave or something with a choke point. So why, why is it not like everyone, oh, oh, we're found out. Make your way to the, to the fallback position. No, no, no. Oh my well, gosh. I guess we're just toast now. Yeah. I, so I'll, I'll, I'll attempt to answer that. Okay. I don't okay. think they were ever, they didn't have a fallback position because they didn't think they would ever be found out. That's why there's all the secret, like, yeah, uh, so I, yeah, but there's another, they were in the best spot to create, you know, their little village mm -hmm. and, and plus what <laughs> fallback position could you, what if they attacked from the fallback position? That's a good point. Paul. <laughs> well, that's why I said like a cave, you're not going to come out of a cave to attack them. 
You're going to come from There's the... There's no the... caves in the fort. Yeah, well, the, maybe yeah, they the should fort. dig one down into the earth. Ever think oh about that? <laughs> but, uh, Jess, you were, were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's it's a forest. So there wasn't a lot of, I mean, well, trees. There could was... have built something in the trees. Yeah, they, they should build a second village and fall back to that. I think it was. It was a village on top of theirs. That was the <laughs> second one that they burned with it. <laughs> okay. It was, a, it was a small quibble. That's why I thought it opened. Uh, Jess, what's something you don't care for about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Um, Your smallest quibble about it. <laughs> my smallest quibble is probably, um, which I understand too, and especially like once I kind of was looking back at all this stuff and just seeing how they only had like days to film and mm-hmm. uh between him doing all the other stuff uh but i kind of they only had four i hated how fake some of the some of the uh some of the sets looked really? not necessarily the sets themselves but like the background especially like in the like when they escaped the jail mm. i mean you can totally oh. tell oh okay i was like i mean like i have behind me as like my background this this forest and no, and no, water no. i'm like i don't that's think that's a sound stage i think no. that's real <laughs> yeah no when 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 they escape from the cell though and in, in like, turkey look, yeah mm-hmm. yeah in turkey and you just see behind i mean it just looks totally like and there's a couple scenes and things like that that it's just it was so obvious that yeah it kind of like those things kind of pull me out. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I see. But at the same time, too, I mean, I don't know. Like it kind of has a little bit of a stage play vibe. To yeah, it. I could see that. It, it, not a lot. Mm-hmm. But so I don't think it, it's like the worst. But I, I kind of hate that when I see that in, mm-hmm. in films. Um, but what's impressive but, is they didn't use any special effects, after effects, green screen, um, or right, even yeah. matte painting. Right. It was all practical. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's I, why it has yeah. that some of that play stage right. feel to some of those scenes. I will say yeah. the the interior the exteriors of the castles looks great. The interiors yeah. felt well that's because they like, all are because they're all real. And the, all yeah, the those are all real are on stages they built yeah those. so that's why i felt like there was a, almost it, it felt it felt manufactured as a, i mean i know right. castles are made they're made i'm not yes. saying they're like organically manufactured, created but, you mean? yeah it's recently manufactured exactly yeah yeah which is funny because yeah it's like the outside is like hundreds of years old yes and the inside is like 20 you know it may 20 be 50 days years old at the whole <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I can totally see how that would take you out. That sort of like that, um, I, I already used dichotomy today, but that, that sort of that, that contrast juxtaposition. Would, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Paul, was there something that contrasted against all the likes that made this like stand out as something you didn't like? No, I'll go with okay. a better transition. <laughs> My smallest quibble about this. <laughs> Is, is, is a small thing. It's I didn't understand how when Ma- Maid Marian is first introduced, she is basically a guard trying to shoo Kevin Costner's Robin Hood out. Mm-hmm. And he fights back and then she's slashing the sword, trying to, or dagger, knife, trying to yeah. kill him. Like any one of those slices could have hit a, a jugular right. or that could have been lethal. So she's yeah, trying to kill absolutely. him. Yeah, yeah. And he's fighting and it's not till like he is able to grasp her hand and kind of 
take control of the situation and Mm -hmm. it's revealed that she's made Marion. Yes. So right after she's trying to kill him for whatever reason, maybe she didn't like him as a child. Who knows? Yeah, I get that from that. She he bullied her and burned her hair. Yeah, yeah. So let's kill this punk. And then it (laughs) fades into like, oh, an exterior shot, music played, people walking by. And then they're sitting next to each other, just them by themselves. And they're talking and she's not trying to shake him anymore. She's not trying to kill him. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, Why? Why introduce the, the this female character as trying to kill him? And then literally three seconds later they're chummy chummy i i don't i don't think tr- i don't think three seconds literally passed in that she has to disrobe her no, body ar- bodyguard armor put viewing, on. well yes i know that but but as the viewer i get <laughs> i guess that transition that faded transition in the music really helped because most people don't even notice or are not questioning like yeah what I the do. heck happened to the motivation behind this uh, well, it's those it's those 35 year old hormones kicking in oh <laughs> yeah of course yes <laughs> see if they were teenagers you'd be like oh, okay yeah yeah i mean you look kind of hot other, for a 30 year old wow <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point paul i never really thought about that though uh, it seems like there'd be a lot more like uh caginess on her part especially if yeah. she's willing to kill him right he, i mean I would assume she can recognize him that he that is Robin, yeah. even through fighting. Um yeah. well, so she, she it's knew. it seems like yeah, a little a little doesn't make they sense. were a bit too chummy chummy. I could see him being like, you know, uh both uh wanting to protect her because that was the promise he made and also feeling a attraction. I could see all that on his side. I can't really see it from her at yeah. that point in the movie, for sure. Yeah. Um all right, that that's totally fair. Uh, let's go back to JS. What's something else you don't like, uh, JS? Um, trying to think. I have like five things, so I'm just trying. Oh, trying I hear you. Not the not not the worst. Um, I know it's hard to choose. Hmm. I have like a whole menu yeah. of dislikes here. Myself. Oh my gosh, you guys! Think, <laughs> well, and, and this is. Uh, I guess I guess some of the corniness mm-hmm. that I felt like didn't really serve the film. I mean, it kind of it does if you want a certain vibe, because like even, you know, with some of the some of the classic like Star Wars and Indiana Jones stuff, like there's a little bit of, of corniness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, so, yeah. And it's like I kind of wish that they didn't. I, I agree. There are parts in it that are just way too over the top or corny. Trying in in the name of humor, it's a little right. too much. What well, for you guys example, name an example, like the telescope? I'm... He's looking through the telescope. Oh, he knows oh. they're like a mile away, and he looks through the telescope and he start. He's trying to hit them with his sword, even though he knows they're a mile away. It, yes, it's supposed to be funny, I, but it's still it over funny. the top. It doesn't make sense. It's corny. It makes sense to me. I, but I guess I'm simple that way, guys. How yeah. how your well, how your kind ever took Jerusalem? I'll never know. <laughs> anyway, go well, ahead, Jess. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, but I think you're probably more into the. Uh, it's easier to get into the retro vibe mm-hmm. for you probably, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I'm gonna watch this as if it if if it was like back then. Yeah. No, I just watch it I'm, as I am now. I'm just a child you? at heart. Okay, 1991. <laughs> just, is there stuff today. like that? 
Yeah, there's stuff like that. that and it's funny, Ben Avery and I, and I mm-hmm. will have a lot of talks about different things. Mm-hmm. And he can totally like watch stuff that like it is really hard for me to get through oh, okay. now that that has not aged oh, well. Oh, sure, you know? sure, sure, yeah. And 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 so some of that, yeah, exactly. Like when he said, I mean, there's certain things that are just played mm-hmm. so far. It's like okay. It was like I was into the movie until you took me out of it. Oh, right. man, that's a bummer. Okay, but I can I can see that. I can totally understand that. Um, was there anything specific that, like, comes to mind for you? Was it the telescope thing? Was it something else? Or is it just uh, there's just general- a few? Yeah, just a few. Yeah, just a few different things. Like, even though, like, I liked the Friar Tuck thing. I mean, there's a couple, like, little things they had him do, which now that I know that he was on Whose Line Is It Anyways makes more sense. Mm-hmm. No, they yeah. Might, you know. Yeah, like him, like, gnawing his leg. I was like, really? Is it, dude? <laughs> Yeah, I thought, okay, yeah. yeah, which yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's a bit much for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Paul, what's something else you didn't like about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Um, this is almost my my tragic maker. Tragic maker. Wow. Okay. But I'm going to say Kevin Costner. What? He. Oh, my gosh. First of all. He you better have a better person in mind for this role after this. That's not Carrie Elways, but continue. Harrison Ford. Okay. First of all, really <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Costner, he comes. I, that's weird that they did want him speaking in um, an English, an English accent. accent because yeah. on the commentary, they said they had a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. So, and I just because he, he, uh, <laughs> he is so American in this, but there are parts of it that maybe were filmed early on that he's trying that you could tell he's trying to speak in an English accent. For example, um, mm-hmm. this line here I'm about to play. Listen to the way he says horse and purse and uh, truly and uh, hope so. He, he, he gives it this uh, uh, like English accent when, yeah. he's try- when he robs one of the, the rich people. It's a hot day, my friend. To burden your horse with such a heavy purse. I truly hope so. Okay. So there it's almost yeah. like he's he's got an English thing, but most that kept coming in and out throughout the movie yeah. little bits. Yes. And then you have other things that's completely American, like that way. You are sure? I would know blindfolded. I'm five miles from home. He's so American he calls it miles, not kilometers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I totally it's, missed that. You're, did they? Well, what uh, did they use? I was gonna say I don't think it would have been kilometers back then. Yeah, well, I don't think it would have been. But I don't know if it would have been miles. But leagues? It would be miles. Though, I could yeah, say. Yeah. I think leagues probably be what they would say. But well, anyway, for it's long. just he was so he's like a, in this movie he totally phoned it in. He had like one note. Actually, he had three notes. It was all middle, and then there, uh, slightly above, he was like, "Oh, he's happy about something," and slightly below that is oh he's sad about something and it was right yeah. in this middle range that it, it was just it that's why i say he he phoned it in i mean here you I have get that at all oh, i feel like oh, no, he no, gave no, a no. lot Listen, of like subtlety and subtext, no, but, right. yeah there's so much subtlety right in the middle <laughs> range throughout the whole thing exactly I mean, paul that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah that's he's steady that, uh, y- yes okay so <laughs> <laughs> let's take it at the, towards the end, when Christian Slater comes back and warns them, "Hey, there's going to be a hanging." This is this is Christian Slater, 21 years old, um, 
he's you know he he has a good act I, in my opinion this is one of his best acting moments in, in mm-hmm. all his movie career mm-hmm. and he he's a much better actor in than uh he's given credit for well than kevin costner in this whole film yeah. oh wow okay <laughs> But I, I mean, you know, he's done Heather's. He he has a good thing behind him. He had just right. done. Um, he's on the Wizard. Yeah, I he mean, did the great. Wizard like a day, uh, a year or two <laughs> <day> before. before? <laughs> yeah, you know, he was playing teenage mutant ninja turtles. You know, oh where my it was, gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> but that I, I just Kevin Costner in this role was. Now here's the weird thing: Kevin mm-hmm. Costner is a leading man. Like mm-hmm. if you put. A, Christian Slater, who was acting better right next to Kevin Costner playing like the role he did, both Mm -hmm. wanted to lead. I would choose Kevin Costner. There's there's some X factors about him. Yes, exactly. I don't understand what it is. Yeah, exactly. But I would choose him. But I mean, come on. He got paid how much? Let's bring a little more emotion to some of these things. It's just I guess I guess I felt that emotion. I don't know what why I did. I, I, I was. I was charmed by him, but that's that's that's, that's a fair estimation. I think he's a fine guy, but I'm not charmed as much and, as these other people. Well, I don't. I mean, I think some like uh, you mentioned Harrison Ford. Yes, I feel like Harrison Ford has a lot more charisma than Kevin Costner. I, I'm trying to think of other like leading men. Say that I feel like uh, Robert Downey Jr. Another person that yeah. I feel like has a lot more charisma. But I I feel like Kevin Costner did a good job in this role. Uh, I, who would you have preferred to see in this role, Paul? Well, you took my answers, Carrie Elwes. Let's bring, <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, let's she bring the Princess first. Bride crew in and let's oh, see how they do Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Well, this is well, remake Paul, Princess Bride, guys. Paul, yeah. I do I do have a trivia. I, 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 yes. I have a fun fact for you. The uh, You know, um, Christian Slater actually made the name of Mr. Robot after Kevin Costner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, because of uh, how well he acted, very robot. How well he acts. Yeah. <laughs> who? Wait, who's Mr. Robot? It's a TV. That's a TV series, show which... that Christian Slater's on. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay. joking. Oh, okay. Jeez, that's funny. Wow. Um, real quick, this just in. Beep 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 beep. Kenneth says. By a decree of uh, the 8th of May, 1790, the French National Constituent Assembly ordered the French Academy of Sciences to develop a new measurement system. Okay, so this takes place in the 1400s or 1300s. Yeah, exactly, which is why the meters and all that would not be the the measurement system. That's what he's trying to say. All right, fine. I know the miles. Some people say it was developed like five or 600 years ago. Other people say, well, the Romans used it. I don't know whatever but but you're i feel like miles might be yeah i i could see how that seems Fine, very american but no one could deny you talk with it uh, with an american accent raised Amer- in a England. united states in accent yes i agree yes yes <laughs> are we still on this topic <laughs> yeah who Kev- give me a name paul give me I a did. name Kevin carry always not carry always oh. you have to pick someone else all right give me a serious name a, I, he is okay. I, you, know, I you think, think about charming. you. You think about Paul. While I go to my last dislike right. before we get to Tragic Makers. So my the last thing, the thing that I didn't like, and this sort of goes off of, um, well, this is goes back to me, Marion and her her maid servant. I think Sarah. I for, I forget what her a term for her yeah. is. Um, but I don't understand why 
they get to the forest uh the forest movement eventor no the the forest hideout of the of robin hood and his and his uh, woodsman band of people uh they get they get to them and uh she's like oh well uh Robin's like saying, Oh, you can't leave now because uh, you know the way here. And, and she's like, Oh, well me and Sarah were blindfolded. And he's like, Oh, darn it. Struck out there. But, uh, okay. So that's fair. But yeah. then why do they have to go back on a boat he when says, they could just be blindfolded again? I don't get this. Why, why is it well, different? Well, why, why, who cares? <laughs> Six uh, of one, half a dozen of the other. No, I need it to be the same. I need you to take the same route, blindfolded back. No, you wouldn't do that. Why not? Because then they would. It would be easier for them to figure it. Out. How they're blindfolded? This isn't sneakers. They don't have audio cues of of ducks uh, in the background. That's a, I know this is a deep cut for sneakers, but come on, guys. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I, I think if yeah, all right, I, that, I think I, it's fine. Like I said, it's see, may, maybe I'm playing showing my cards here with just these minor quibbles of Robin yeah. Prince of Thieves, but Paul. Do, yes. you, do you have a lean man? Yes, Rick Moranis. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I, I was, I. It would be interesting because to see, good is dumb. <laughs> no, I think a uh, Rob Roy, uh, Liam Neeson might. Have oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a great take. Yeah. Liam Neeson, yeah. yes. Back all right, then. all right. I, I you know, but can't do an American accent. <laughs> that's the point. Good yes. point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh not. my goodness. Yes, that's a great take. Okay. Uh, let's get to the things that were the worst, though, about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. All we right. wish they could steal it back. Uh, we could steal our time back from this movie because of these things. Let's begin with JS. What did you hate most about this film? Um. I would say a few things, but I would say definitely the worst is the attempted rape scene. Oh, uh, okay. All right. That's fair. I, I, I just You think he should have committed fully? <laughs> oh my god. I think it was Wow. I, I think it was I and, and this is it's funny because some some of the things that, that Paul has said and different things like online I'm like, oh man, if Paul and I were in more things together, we would get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> because <Wow. laughs> Because I like it, anybody that has watched playing games live knows that I, sometimes some of my jokes are a little edgy uh-huh. and they get cut. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's just because it's just kind of like there, and uh-huh. I'm like, you know, and I just <laughs> oh, and do you I ever tell it, and jokes? Then the cast is like, no, 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 no. Do you ever tell jokes about how dogs should be killed by being dissolved into sand? Um, not Francisco's all about killing the dog, the animal, the horse because they always want to save the dog. Or I'm so tired of thinking, oh, we got it. We, no, the, yeah, the kids, the kids can die. Uh, Every all the humanity can die, but we got to save that dog. No, I'm tired of it. The dog dies, the cat dies, the humans live. Everybody dies to raise the stakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I, and I'll just say I, I remember being um, in the theater, but also other times when mm-hmm. uh, when I like watched it with with other people, um, it gets a little cringy. Oh, with the, yeah, with the, no, I could see that. See, like with the, I mean, it's just because I mean, but the hard thing is, and th- this is one of, like as a storyteller, as somebody who does these kinds of things. Yeah, how do you raise those stakes if you're? Yeah, yeah. it, it's yeah, and and the thing is, like if you kind of play it off, 
then you're kind of like making rape a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and it's, I mean, it's a really, it's a really tough uh, line. Yes, um, to, absolutely. To do. And, and I'll say this, because this is one of the things that happened with me with one of my stories, which is about like uh, child abuse and molestation oh, yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. like that. And we tried to like not show a lot. Yeah. But then like the two main complaints we got, like from one publisher was, there was there was there wasn't enough like Thanks. shown to justify like the story yeah. or whatever. And then the other side was there was too much shown. Uh, yeah. And I was like, and I was like, so then it's it's just right. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> because it's like it's kind of like and it's just yeah, it's kind of it's a rough it's a rough thing to do right, when, you, yeah. when you deal with a more serious like thing and you don't want to make it a joke. Right. Yes, exactly. Know? And the producers, they they called in a number of people to overlook this, like from the studio, right. to try to get different perspective. What is the most family friendly? Because they want family in it, but yeah, to still right. try to to relay what's going on, like because push that I think... envelope. And you still think they pushed it too far? It's too. Well, I I just think for the people, and it's probably because uh, you know, just because of the different people or these specific females or whatever that that I have like seen it with or mm-hmm. have been around when it, mm-hmm. you know, and that they're kind of like, you know, it's like, I don't know, just a, it was a little bit for that kind of a film that was more like an Indiana Jones thing, even though Indiana Jones has kind of pushed it with some, right. well, you know, different stuff, but mm-hmm. still, it's kind of it's just one of those, but at the same time too, it's like. Well, it's supposed to be cringy. Right? Yeah, it is. You know, because like, this is the villain doing this. You're, and right. you want a right. reason to kill him. Uh, cause, exactly. Because I feel like all, up till then, I don't know if, if Alan Rickman's... Yeah. I mean, no, he's yeah, that's, done... That definitely... No, he yeah. killed Robin's father. He he deserves yeah, to die. Yeah, but that takes place that's so like at the beginning of the mil- film. And even hanging right. all those people, I don't... He's yeah. not like doing it himself like just... Well, he's in tearing oh, out so the entrails. If Hitler never killed anybody personally, he yeah, deserves- yeah, exactly, Paul. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. Except it's not at all. Sounds oh exactly gosh. like it. Oh my oh, god. Hitler. Okay. In the context of this film, I feel like you really need a good reason to uh, to kill him. Oh. Speaking and, of killing yeah. people that aren't necessarily justified, though, great segue. I will say, yeah, is for me my tragic maker is actually that. Okay, well, there's. I'll set this up because I love in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Uh, they have a Christian character that isn't just totally corrupt, just the worst ever, totally inept, right. nothing. They have Friar Tuck, which is I. I love that he. I think he has. He's a great. Uh, like, not he's not a lay character because he's a man of the cloth. In some, I don't know where friars serve rank in that or what like vows they have to take or whatever but he's uh, he's above the laity and he's also like he's he has his own like issues he's like he is uh i I hate saying racist i like saying ethnicist but yeah he has preconceived notions about i think it's more the religion oh yeah okay yeah he's yeah exactly he's he 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 thinks if you're if you don't believe uh, in Christ, you're like, or, or you're not a Christian, you must be a heathen and you're not to be trusted at all. He has, he has, he has prejudices for sure. But he's also like, he, he tries to save the kids. He's, he's all, he's, you know, trying to say how good God is because of beer. I mean, there's a lot. I, I feel like he's a well-rounded Christian perspective. Uh-huh, well-rounded. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. I'm that punny. Uh, 
but the thing I don't, and then you have that juxtaposed to the Bishop character, which is a very corrupt Christian character, which is more common of what you see in Hollywood film making right. and storytelling. Yeah. So I, I hated though that they took this character and they had Firetuck kill the Bishop. I would have much rather him been imprisoned, sent into the dungeon yeah. to all his, all his gold stolen away and given out to all the poor or something. I just feel like his death was not justified, especially by the character that we're saying up to be the sort of the the Christian uh, character. So, so I, I didn't the like Bishop, that. who was in coercion with all the killings and the death. Yeah, should have been killed because he was just on the wrong side. No, he should side. not have been killed is what I'm saying. He right, should have right, been in right, prison right. for his life or something like oh, that. Oh, I see. I, I see. I don't think having your having our Friar Tuck kill this person yeah, essentially in cold blood when he's like defenseless essentially you is a great look. You don't understand mob mentality. It all builds and then all of a sudden there's mom? a lot of he's killing going himself. on and everybody's <laughs> killing everybody. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I just got caught up oh, in it. I'm sorry. The purge but, is going on. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh what, yeah. what was I thinking? Just the wrong day. But, I mean, technically, he didn't kill him. He just pushed him off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Gravity <laughs> killed him. It's I mean. the ground that killed Not him. Not my fault God created laws like that. <laughs> oh he needed to Whoa. rotate in the air and like land on the money. Then he would have survived. Wow. But. Yeah, just like Scrooge McDuck, just just dive, like throw those money go. bags down and dive into them. Yeah, that's yeah. how you do it. Oh my gosh! So that that was my tragic maker. Yeah, uh, that it. leaves Paul. What did you hate most about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Well, we're reviewing the theatrical version. Yes, um, but I also this is kind of a cheat. But I'm oh, okay. My uh, I hate that director's commentary. Maker. Which is only available on the extended edition. My tragic maker is the extended edition of this film. <laughs> because there's so many things. It, so uh, don't watch it. Okay, go exactly. ahead. Go ahead but though. unfortunately, it's the only thing available on Blu-ray or any disc oh, out really? now. Oh, okay. You okay. can find right, it on DVD, yeah. but nobody wants to watch 480 if they have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all. It's the only thing streaming. You can't when you try to buy it on streams. Uh, mm -hmm. What I mean is people who are selling it for streams. Uh, yeah, like Apple Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's all the. You can't find the theatrical. It's only streaming on HBO Max right now that they have the regular, which I think we. That's we what and that's what that's I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. yeah. Um, so at least there's that available. But like, if you want to buy it for yourself, it's. It's the only thing available, which is is not good because I personally don't think it's like if we reviewed the extended edition, I guarantee almost all my dislikes would be in the extended because oh, it's wow. way darker. Some of the plot points don't make sense. And mm -hmm. even then it's going too far that it distracts from the overall story. It's like, oh, okay. why is that? Um, uh huh. So yeah. uh, just the extended edition, I think Warner Brothers was wise to cut that out. And mm -hmm. I think it's a better movie for it. Mm -hmm. So my tragic maker, I would, some people love the extended edition. I'm one of those that says no thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and you're not like opposed to all extended editions, I believe. No, it's no, just, no, no. Usually I'm like, Hey, the, the more, the better, you know, give me the 12 hour Dune or 18 hour Dune <laughs> as an option. Mm -hmm. Don't, mm -hmm. don't say, Oh, right. all the only version of Dune out there is the 18 hour one. Like yeah, give okay. us yeah, an yeah. option. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Yeah. 
So that tra- the extended edition, essentially being the you being shoehorned into getting the extended edition, right. is your tragic maker. Right. All and right. I don't like that version compared to the theatrical. Sure, I get that. All right. So, oh, it's kind of like like you can only like, get the right. Star Wars. You can't get the original version of Star Wars. You right. can only get the right. remastered yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, these right. days, but I feel like it's kind of like that. Look. Okay. Wink, All right. Kind of like HBO Max. You can't oh, if you know where to look. S- sailing the high seas. I gotcha. Yeah, anyway, yeah. now <laughs> now that we've entered <laughs> all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, you have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Salvo authority. Let's. That's right. Time for the moment of truth, and it's salvo at the ready, Paul. How many how many years have we been doing this? I'm um, I'm trying to get my salvo authority ready. Oh my gosh. Anyway, do we rate Robin Hood Prince of Thieves? A classic we'd recommend anyone go out and see this film, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, if you watched it as a kid or young adult, yeah, give it a rewatch now if it's been like a long time. Definitely worth your time to revisit it. But if you've never seen it before, probably go watch another version of Robin Hood. Uh or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time. If you uh, have never seen it before, definitely keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any memory, any good memories you have of it with a rewatch. So we'll start with our guest, JS. What is your final reign for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? You had uh, predicted nostalgic. Did it end up there or go up or down? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, definitely nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, but... At the same time, like I said earlier, I, I don't like if someone said I want to watch Robin Hood TV show movie, like whatever, I would probably recommend this one. OK. All right. I mean, it, it's just but it's not. I still think that there is a better Robin Hood to be made. Uh, I agree yeah. with that. Yes, absolutely. But of what we have now, this is it. But it's still not such a great just movie no, in general to, that you, you would need make to get it the classic. Foxy version. <laughs> Foxy. Oh, my gosh. Paul. Um, Paul, oh, yeah. what is your final reign? And then we'll get go to our uh, Rewind Republic. All right. So just so that you know, when I finished watching the movie, I had one thing listed on my like and about 20 dislikes. Listed. <laughs> and you had predicted, tra- uh, I, predicted I, classic I, I for predicted this. predicted classic. Oh, okay. Wow. But would I recommend it to somebody? Yeah. I think oh. despite all those funny <laughs> things, I would still recommend it. Like, it's okay. a good, fun adventure movie. Now, yeah. I don't highly recommend it. I barely recommend it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it barely makes my classic uh, okay. rating. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's not one that, I, certainly, if you watch it once, like, wait for it to, you know, let it simmer a bit. Don't watch it for a while before you watch it again kind of a thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But yeah, if you've All never right. seen it, I recommend giving it a watch. Okay. Uh, now, if we go to our Rewind Republic, I'm just going to double check the votes here. And uh, according to them, if I average them together and or just, yeah, just take the votes as they are, they all rate uh, Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves collectively nostalgic. So uh, that leaves two nostalgics and a classic. And once you know, I rate it a classic. So we're tied. Dang it. <clears throat> So, womp, 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 womp. Yeah, I was going to say, give me that Back to the Future 3 drop, Paul. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, <laughs> this is sort of unprecedented. 
So you know what? Uh, Francisco from the future, I'm sure you figured just something out by now. What do we, what is our final reign for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Um, yeah, I wish I could say I had a great solution to this, Francisco from the past, but the best I could do was average everything together. And with uh, averaging the classics and the nostalgics, we rate Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a disputed nostalgic film. So you recommend if you enjoyed it as watching it growing up or sometime in the past, yeah, go check it out. But if you've never seen it before, probably pass on this one and go seek out another Robin Hood or another movie that is a classic. All right, back to Francisco and crew from the past. Uh, yeah, see, that's 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 the way I guess it should have panned out all, all in all. Ha <laughs> <laughs> oh ha! Anyway, uh... Now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Ah, feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1991 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely... Deborah Powers, Geek Devotions, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Kenneth Inn, Fabulous Lomax, Rosie Lomax, That's Our Bobo, D. Tungsten, Dale's, Dale, uh, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Cool Deluxe, and newest supporter, Redeemed Otaku, in addition to two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the Jigawatts coming. And if you want to keep us flying and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. What makes this day just a little bit brighter is knowing that this stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. There we go. And while we're thinking, people, we want to give a big uh, Friar Tuck hug. Yes, to, Friar Tuck hug. To J.S. Earls and for supporting us with his thoughts about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves tonight. Indeed. So, J.S., where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, I have way too many. <laughs> going on. All right. Well, where can Honestly, people find you where you got cool things going on first? Yeah. The, the best places to find me are on uh, Facebook, honestly. Um, and uh, I would say like if you're if it's specifically me, uh, Facebook, also my Patreon, patreon.com slash JS Earls. Um, I'm also semi active on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah, and a few of the other um, podcasts and things, the uh, playing games with strangers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the supersonic stuff, hoping to finish out soon. Come on, for, for people um, who are unfamiliar, can you give like a small little, like one or two sentence about each that describes it? So that yeah, uh, playing games with strangers is is a, a family friendly D and D podcast, pretty much. Um, with uh, uh, the great thing is. That it's it's done w- with uh, a bunch of our supersonic um, pod comics actors, yes. um, and that was one of the reasons why we started it. Actually, it was birthed from uh, the pandemic and uh, oh. just trying to do wanting to do something fun and and just to to be a little bit more silly and put things out for people. And then it's kind of gone on for uh, many 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 episodes now. Um, and there and there is a uh, playing games with stranger dot com. Um, website where there's a lot of cool stuff a lot of talented uh people involved with it a lot of people will kind of a lot of them will kind of push things towards me but um but they're honestly they're really very artistic and very creative and 
um, it's, it's, it's a blast um, for that cast and we have a lot of fun and that's why we um, do it. I, I am a producer on the new Sithra podcast. S I T H R A H. Um, the, which also features um, Josiah Crandall um, as the uh, kind of director. And, and I write, I write the adaptation of that. It's like been a smash hit, oh, um, cool. hit uh, a webtoon from uh, uh, Jason Brubaker, who is kind of like one of the lead artists on the Kung and designers for Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. He worked on a bunch of stuff. He's also done. He did Pitch Black and uh-huh. he's on a, a whole whole ton of other stuff. Um, but um, very cool Christian guy. Um, and a very cool story. Anybody that likes like Miyazaki, mm-hmm. and if you're also like a Christian, you would like this because it's kind of like a, a, a Christian Miyazaki story or a or a Western, as in American uh, Miyazaki story. It's very artistic, and um, but like the production on it and stuff is is awesome. It just it just got done. Anybody who really likes sharks, <laughs> or you kind of like the Meg movie, I am actually the I'm the uh, designer on the well i also wrote the graphic novel um version that's based on the book not the movie mm-hmm. um the, the movie is very different from the book oh interesting um and uh but the uh, but the book series now i think it has about like seven six or seven novels in it and we're getting ready and they're getting ready to do a big classic version with like leather covers and everything i'm, I'm actually the designer on that for the man designing a lot of those, those things. yeah and actually you'll see I, I never complained about it, but like my name tends to show up oh, cool. uh, first. Yeah. So just on, the on Amazon novel. search. And I'm Meg, like, M-E-G I'm like, no, you take novel. that down. Oh, yeah. You take my name off the first. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not saying nothing to nobody. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And there's and I do have some other there's some uh, uh, novels and novellas mm-hmm. and, and other things I did. Anybody that really likes um, which I highly recommend some of my the stuff that I enjoyed doing the most um, was uh, graphic novel adaptations of five different Ted Decker graphic novel oh, wow. uh, novels. Oh, wow. Um, those are really really good they're really hard to find oh. and come by and they haven't re- they haven't released them but if you can and there's also like a collected volume they call it like the visual edition um visual edition those are of, really really good you, of uh one of them I, I would say the novel? lost books ted decker lost books okay graphic novels um yeah okay. and it's it, it's um it will be it's actually not one of my favorite covers that they use for it. I wonder if oh, so yeah, now that's you the want to uh, say something those are the novels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can find like when you go, oh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, they're kind of like most of these things are like. I mean, they haven't been in print for a while. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, but they were when the stuff actually came out, especially because he he did a, a circle trilogy mm-hmm. um, that they call kind of like the the cross between. Uh, the matrix and lord of the rings wow. which is a pretty it's a pretty good explanation that sounds um, amazing and like no one can live up to that explanation <laughs> <laughs> Exa- exactly and that's what and, and uh, i mean the cool thing is and, and i did like it when he did it is that it um like every chapter um he key which gets a little crazy for, but most of the first uh novel and the graphic novel version and some other stuff uh but it, it usually like every chapter he wakes up like he wakes up in, in in our world and then he wakes up in this like 
fantasy world. Oh, and then he wakes up in okay. our world, and there's a, and it's kind of and I mean he's either being knocked out or or whatever, or he's like dreaming or mm-hmm. like, and but it keeps constantly going back and forth. But the, like things, it, it's a really cool way to kind of parallel like the physical world and the spiritual world, yeah, and uh, the way that they do it, and it's it's super well done. Um, and I got to write the finale version, like the because uh, they're all based on you, on, you know this. You know the Christian uh, uh, bracelet things with the green, red, black, and white. The what would Jesus uh, do? Bracelets, it, right? It's 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 based on those. Things. I mean, so like the first book is black. Oh black, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's red. right. That's right. So it's yeah, and um, but there's those. Okay, so what I was gonna say is, uh, one uh, the, when those came out, mm-hmm. and this is like how big he was, like at that time, when those came out, it was like the number one graphic novel on Amazon. Wow. Oh, wow. Like it, it beat out, uh, which I think I'm trying to think like like Marvel's or, or Kingdom Come or something like like it actually wow. like beat those out to Crazy. be like number one. I was like, wow, this is yeah, this is bigger than I think. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to be big. Yeah, yeah. Because this fan base back then was like really um rabid and yeah. like i i i love him to death i mean he's a fantastic guy mm-hmm. he was much even though like he and i are like we were like both like big lost fans oh, and, nice. and and all this other stuff and we were both kind of like coming up in uh kind of the different uh artistic and entertainment industry stuff around the same time he obviously did better than i did but uh but we um but we were so excited when we got to work together because we had been uh, like yeah. emailing and stuff for a while. And um, but the coolest thing is, is he would his default was to like talk to people about God. Mm-hmm. Like when he like saw me and he's like walking past like w- when I saw him in Tennessee for this big thing, um, he was walking past like his editor and his and uh and and like some other people um and like some other writers and things that were there, and he's like uh, and there had been some really cool stuff, um, kind of like revival and different things happening in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like Pat was like when he got to the to his um, agent's house, he like kind of passed them. And he's like and he just like pulled up a chair next to me. He's like, tell me what God's doing. Aww. And it was like and it was just really it's really it, it, it's really cool for that. So it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's doing some YA kind of like kid stuff with his daughter now. Actually, oh, cool. Okay. Writing stuff. Um, but he kind of like at the height of his things when he was literally like making millions of dollars as a Christian author or a Christian who was an author that his yeah. was starting to get really big. Um, it, he uh, walked away from it oh. and um, and pretty much said, you know, it's just like it's gotten too big or I've gotten too big. I need mm-hmm. to focus more on ministry mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, so, you know, you have I, I think that's the thing. like you have these rare these rare leaders yeah. who are, are focused on Christ enough, like Francis Chan and other people who when they get so popular mm-hmm. um, that they will just be like, OK, this is too much about me now. Yeah, I kind of need to pull back, get out of the limelight and stuff like that. And um, just things like that. Um, definitely have affected me in the mm-hmm. way that I try to carry myself and the way that I try to like relate to the people that's awesome um, that that I, that I work with and everything and I and I and I said and I had told him I said uh, one of the things that really kept coming to me um, because I really felt like like we did phenomenal especially the lost book things is one of the things that I'm most proud of because there's so much because I kind of got to oversee the production of the whole thing like I was writing it mm-hmm. um and it was a massive massive deal and like at that time i don't think anybody had gotten like a 
four graphic novel deal and I got this and I got the deal from and it was wow. Thomas Nelson yeah. at the time to to do the adaptations and they were really fighting for me and they even were like usually when you deal with those things they're kind of like trying to to get you to come down mm -hmm. and make mm -hmm. the budget you know more friendly or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and they actually gave me a raise on that wow and, and like paid me like an an eight hundred dollars more than what I had made previously with other stuff yeah. um in comparison even though I had only done a couple of things with the other stuff but um yeah I was just like you know, it, it it was cool because I really felt like uh like it was um that, that I told him because I just kept having this phrase that was coming to my head whenever I was working on it. It was like kind of like that, that God was teaching me to write in the name of another mm -hmm. and, um, and, and to not worry so much about like my name and, and, and everything that, you know, the, that, you know, God's most important or, Absolutely. you know, yeah. and to, and to kind of, you know, be, be willing to be a servant and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, so, because especially with the Ted Decker stuff, cause he was so big at that time, like his name was all up front and then your name was like really small sure. yeah. in the back with the other credit stuff. And, um, and, and this is, and I bring this up because this is podcast related and other stuff related. Okay. okay. But, um, yeah. Cause my buddies, I, let's, I, I don't mean I, to I, be real bad. I do want you to serve wrap up here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, so there's this other, um, really popular podcast called the, uh, sneaker sneak attack podcast that is a RPG podcast mm -hmm. thing. Um, and they also have some other stuff, but anyways, I got mentioned in this one thing because, uh, cause I had sent in this message and said man i love this because it was it, again it's a family friendly um which there are not that many family friendly oh wow um D &D, role playing yeah, game yeah, yeah. or D, D, D related podcasts out there and i said i really love it because and my son was getting treatments at this like children's hospital mm. thing and we would be able to listen uh once a month yeah. when we were driving and and stuff to to do things like that and i said i saw the, and the guy <laughs> was such a ted decker fan that he knew my name oh my god in the back of the thing that's and crazy. i'm like i'm like uh, like that's a pretty big thing <laughs> that's like that's like recognizing people from the credits in a movie right. that's like you know? recognizing so like, someone by their laugh in disneyland it's crazy right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's something that oh, had to he's gonna he's gonna right. hit something um, but well, thank you for sharing all that, uh, GS. And yeah. that's so cool that you're getting to work right. on all these and you're continuing to work on all these. And thank you so much for, for gracing us with, uh, with your thoughts and opinions on Robin and Prince of Thieves and taking the time. Really appreciate that. And thank you, yeah. uh, to my good friend and, uh, fellow thief. Merry Men. Paul. Prince. Ma yeah. Ma Mr. Prince. Yeah. Oh yeah. Prince. The Prince of the Merry Men. Prince Paul. Paul, Paul uh, J. Powers. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Dot com. And thank you all to our rewinders, new or old, for another fun voyage. You're welcome. And you can find me, pauljpowers.com, at pauljpowers.com. And you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. Thank you, Nathan. And as Nathan just said, we are now part of the Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. 
With that, Captain, it looks like we need to wait for the next riddle to unlock if this was the correct way to go to begin I, I, with. I know. I sure hope it was, Paul. But thank you, Exo, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for the next episode. Hopefully, if it unlocks, if the riddle is right, we'll find out next time and help us in our ship's logs for the next reel of the Retro Rewind podcast. Fourth dimension of doom mission complete. Decoding next riddle. View RP ship's logs for more details. Now get out of it. We waste good celebration time. (laughs) I forgot that was my tragic maker. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> Just him looking at the camera. We waste enough of it. We waste because celebration. Why are you talking at the camera? You're not Ferris Bueller. Okay. Anyway. <laughs>